Hello and welcome. I'm sitting here with someone who has competed in beauty pageants. In fact, in 2018, she was crowned Miss Mid-Michigan. Welcome to the show, Kristen Penrose. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. All Thanks right. for having me, Thomas. Yes. Firstly, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Yeah, I appreciate your interest in doing this show. Um, so you heard about it from Chowning, is that right? Yeah, she's my public relations professor, and she told me this is something that you do, and I would love to be on the show, so... That's how it came about. So you're actually studying public relations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that something that you, you see yourself doing public relations, obviously, as a career itself? Yes, of course. How long have you had that focus? Um, You know, I actually just applied to the major. Um, it's a new major here at Oakland. At first, I thought I was going to be a business major. Um, and then I decided, you know, I'm going to go the public relations route and have that business background. So my minor is actually general business. Wow. Awesome. And also, I may be a bit late, but congratulations on winning Miss Mid-Michigan 2018. Thank you. Uh, How many others were in that competition? Let's see. Um, There were about, I think there were seven other girls at the local title. Um, Once you achieve the preliminary title at the local level, you go to Miss Michigan. So I competed against probably 30 other girls. Wow. So that in the Miss Michigan portion, that's where it gets much more in the competition. (laughs) Yeah, that's where it gets intense. Wow. What was your talent? My talent is operatic vocal. So Operatic vocal? So <laughs> yes. opera singing. Yes. Yep. Correct. Can you give us an example? Oh, gosh. I, <laughs> to put I have you on to the warm spot? up. I, I know. I up. know. I'm we sorry. Could've, we should have started a long time you, ago. Because you were saying pre-podcast you were in West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And what role did you have? I was Marie in you West were Side Maria. Story. So. <laughs> and that's a role to carry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe as we go along the podcast, if, you, if you're feeling it, you can give us a taste later. Of course. We'll <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, so it's called beauty pageants, right? Technically, uh, in the Miss America organization, um, it's called scholarship organization. So although it helps to be uh, physically appealing, <laughs> sure, um, it does. There's a lot of background in interviewing, mm-hmm. uh, preparing a, an essay, philanthropic work. Uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. But in the public, the way they market it is as beauty pageants, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's, you it's, see that a lot. It's weird. It's not so on the surface. It's a lot different once you really learn more about it. Oh, for sure, definitely. W- which I mean, six years ago, I never thought I would be a, a pageant girl. I never thought I would go into pageants. But a good friend of mine came up to me and said, "You know, you should do the Miss America organization. Thirty-five percent of their overall score is talent, and you every day are in a rehearsal." You music is a part of your everyday life, so why don't you go and try and win some scholarship money as well as perform your talent, do something you love. So that's originally how it started, and then it turned into going back every year because I would grab a couple hundred dollars to pay for books, and then it turned into a lifelong friendship with a ton of girls around the state. So you said six years ago. How old were you then? Gosh, how old was I? Now you make me do math? Was that like late middle school, <laughs> early high school, something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was early high school as a freshman. Wow. Yep. And how many pageants would you say you've been in at this point? Oh my goodness. I started out in the Outstanding Teen program, so I competed for Miss Michigan every year I was a teen, so that was f- three times, and I held three titles. So uh, I've competed in probably six, seven, eight, eight maybe nine or ten pageants since then so yeah and what's it like to win um you know it's a surprise 
every girl you're competing with is qualified. Every girl is unique, has her own story to tell. Um, and it's definitely an honor to be able to walk out of an interview, walk out of the competition with the title. Um, so just overall thankful. That's what it feels like. So how is this structured overall? Because do you have to do the teen portion before you enter into the older portion? Uh, it's not required, but uh, growing up in the teen category uh, really allowed me to have that mentorship for the Miss America organization, the the co-ed which it ranges from 18 to 25 years old. So when I was an outstanding teen, um, for example, I was Miss Oakland County in 2014. I had a miss, her name was Mackenzie, um, and she was Miss Oakland County. So she uh, mentored me and really influenced me to want to continue in the Miss America organization uh, when I became of age. So uh, it's not required to be in the teen portion at all. Um, you can just honestly apply to your local title uh, make sure you have your resume, your platform statement, um, your talent, just everything laid out for the program, um, and you can you can do it. Anyone really. I try and influence my friends all the time. You know, Miss Oakland County is held here at Oakland University in really? Oakland Hall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. Even if you don't win, you can still walk away with a couple hundred bucks. So it's all about the money. <laughs> Not necessarily. No, I mean, I walked away from the organization with a handful of mentors who write right. letters of recommendation, who uh, help me apply for jobs, interview me to this day. Um, and it's been probably the most incredible network of people that I've ever encountered. Taking us back to how the actual competition, it, we call it competition, right? Yeah. How it's structured. You said it was about a third for the talent portion. Mm -hmm. So what's the rest of it like? So let me think here. Um, the interview portion is, I believe, 30% of the overall score. And I'm talking uh, the old version. We just transitioned into a new uh, Miss America 2.0 under the new leadership um, where the scores have changed. And mm -hmm. I haven't competed since. So I'm not too familiar with the, the layout yet. But when I competed, interview was about 30%. Talent was 35%. Um, there was an onstage question portion. There was a swimsuit portion before that was um, taken away from the Miss America or organization. Um, there, and I don't know if I said evening gown. That was a significant part of the pageant as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of all of that, now from there you went on to compete in the actual Miss Michigan portion. Is the pressure higher once you're getting to that level? Like how many people are in the crowd and you said there's more people competing obviously oh, yeah. what's it like once you're at that level oh my gosh uh going to miss michigan is i will never forget it i've been uh, to the actual miss michigan pageant once competing as miss mid michigan i went to the teen uh pageant a couple times but competing on that stage is is incredible the the audience is super rowdy <laughs> they they're rooting for their their girls and when i say their girls every girl has their own director and of course their family comes to support them mm -hmm. um and there there's cowbells there's lights there's posters everyone's there they're rooting for each other you can hear the moms in the back going woohoo like it's amazing um but <laughs> there's definitely a different type of energy at Miss Michigan because we've all gotten to that point. It's this the Miss America organization is a historic 
program. I mean, it's we're coming up on our 100th anniversary in 2021. We're a program that's been around since the early 1920s, and we've evolved into something that's incredible. Um, And it's just something to be it's something to be so proud of when you're walking on that stage. So if you were to win Miss Michigan, you go on to Miss America, mm-hmm. you had to win. And what do you call it at that level for like Miss Mid-Michigan in Oakland County? What do you call that level? Yeah. So Miss Mid-Michigan would be a local title. It's called preliminary. Um, when you go to Miss Michigan, it's the state level. And then, mm-hmm. of course, when you go to Miss America, <sighs> yeah, that's the national level. And, you know, there's only one girl out of each state going and mm-hmm. it's... You only go to Miss America once. Mm -hmm. And the winner of Miss America goes to Miss Universe? Actually, uh, Miss America organization is its own uh, organization. So uh, Miss America is the last round. Uh, The Miss Universe organization is um, a for-profit company that um, is... I, I, you know, I can't speak too much about the organization. I've never been a part mm-hmm. of it, but the differences are uh, Miss America is uh, nonprofit and the Miss Universe organization is for profit. Um, and uh, Miss Universe, I think they have preliminaries as well. They go to state, they go to Miss USA, and then they go to Miss Universe. Uh, Miss America organization is just preliminary state Miss America. Okay, so we don't have to worry about Steve Harvey screwing anything up for... <laughs> Hopefully uh, not. <laughs> even people... Isn't that something? Because even people who don't follow pageants, mm-hmm. such as myself, I'm being honest, I've never really followed pa- mm-hmm. uh, pageants, and you're uh, teaching me a lot today. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone heard about the Steve Harvey thing. Yeah, of course. Would, would that... So that's funny. just It's a nightmare, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, you're that's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of people to mess up in front of. And that's, you know, a pretty sensitive moment, too, mm-hmm. because coming from someone who may not know a lot about pageants these girls put a lot of hard work into that and to be her to hear your name as the winner and then have it kind of taken away from you is kind of like oh mm-hmm. this is what i'm going to be remembered for not my hard work not my how i got here so i i mean i did feel for the girl who who had to give back the crown um so let's just hope it doesn't happen again mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to the preliminary round i still want to really understand this so you said you don't have to do the miss teen portion Mm -hmm. to qualify for that how do you qualify just to be part of the preliminary round uh you know uh you just have to walk in with your resume your platform statement you have to be at least 18 years of age um you have to yeah anyone really really (laughs) yeah any person you don't have to there's, there are no requirements besides having uh, the platform statement and resume coming in ready for that interview, ready to show them what you got. Hmm. Yeah. I heard a while ago, and of course you just mentioned, they were eliminating the swimsuit portion mm-hmm. of the competition. Do you agree with that? Oh, you're putting <laughs> me on the spot here. Oh my goodness. I, I really got a taste of the, of, of the swimsuit competition. I only got to do it for one year, mm-hmm. um, and it was... It was uh, it was amazing. I think the swimsuit portion is a representation of how that woman sustains her lifestyle in addition to the numerous responsibilities she has in her daily life, school, work, um, anything else she has going on, volunteering in her community. It just shows that she can balance her lifestyle in addition to all these tasks. Mm-hmm. And I think as, as people, we need to focus on our health and just... Again, our lifestyle. So I, 
I really appreciated the swimsuit portion for the way, for the way it was. Um, I understand trying to be more inclusive, but there's nothing more inclusive than uh, people representing themselves on stage and being poised and proud in a swimsuit. Um, we shouldn't be ashamed for who we are and mm-hmm. what we look like. And I'm, I totally agree with that. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that there's going to be other people out there who have said that the reason they're getting rid of the swimsuit portion is because it's objectifying. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to that? Do you, do you think that people on the outside, that's only something on the outside people would say? Hmm. You know, I would say there's nothing wrong with a woman in a swimsuit. There's something wrong with this person who's judging the woman in the mm-hmm. swimsuit. So to say that a swimsuit objectifies a woman is just saying that there's something wrong with a woman in a swimsuit. You know what I'm saying yeah. here? You know, it's just up to the person. It's it's personal opinion mm-hmm. when it comes to this. But I really think that we should embrace ourselves. And I did a little looking into this and correct me if I'm wrong, the swimsuit portion, that's been part of it since it first started. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And here we are coming up on 100 years later, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's gone. Yes. So, Catalina Swimwear uh, was uh, our original sponsor for the Miss America organization. It didn't start as an organization. It actually evolved into one. Um, Boardwalk Hall, the girls would do their swimsuit uh, competition, and the the beauty, the bathing beauty would be the winner. Um and it evolved into a swimsuit portion into the organization. So it, it has been a long, around for a, quite a while. Mm-hmm. I'm asking the big questions now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some other ways that you think society might have misjudged or they get the wrong idea about these pageants? I think uh, the media has done a lot to s- <laughs> really put emphasis on the wrong parts of the organization. Uh-huh. I mean, just by a simple Google search or YouTube search, you can find a ton of uh, clickbait videos showing, hey, look at this embarrassing moment in the Miss mm-hmm. USA pageant or the Miss America pageant. Um, and then just the, the, the verbiage that media uses, you know, here we are, Miss Michigan, beauty pageant contestant, and then that that word beauty pageant may come off uh, incorrectly to someone who's never experienced the organization for what it is. I mean, these girls do a lot more than stand on stage and smile, although mm-hmm. that's important to be presentable, but right. you've got to have that uh, background knowledge to be able to combat anything that's said at you or asked of you. Yeah, people who haven't watched it are probably fairly susceptible to other verbiage and when people perpetuate ideas such as the girls standing up there are just up there to show off their looks Mm -hmm. and their talent and they don't have a lot going on Mm -hmm. up here that's what they'll say to that Mm -hmm. and that's how you end up with shows like honey boo boo (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i remember that yeah i remember that did you watch honey boo boo i I mean as a joke with my family we watched it when i first started doing pageants but i don't think it's it's around anymore Mm -hmm. they don't have i don't think so yeah yeah so i mean it's good for entertainment some things are meant to be for entertainment but other things you know there's a lot more there's more backstory that goes into the Mm -hmm. miss america organization and that's something that we contestants and people who volunteer for the program need to uh really share and advocate for so what more of the history behind it would you want to advocate anyone who comes to the top of your head it can be miss michigan it can be miss america Hmm. any names in particular 
Uh, well, you know, I just want to touch on some personal experience sure. with, the, with some of the Miss Americas. Um, every year at Miss Michigan, we have a fall forum. It's where the girls come. They talk about the, the pageant. Uh, they meet. And we usually have Miss America come and speak uh, about her year, about her her journey to the Miss America organization. Because uh, for us, competing for Miss Michigan, we have no idea what, what goes on in Miss America. And any one of us could win the title. So we want to know, like, what are what have you experienced? What do you expect? And I think it's pretty incredible for Miss America to spend her time in a, a city she's never been to before, talking to a bunch of strangers about her experience um, and really bond with the girls who are there. Uh, I know uh, one of the years, Savvy Shields, uh, she was Miss America 2017, I believe. She came to uh, our fall forum and she actually had a sleepover with the teen contestants. And it's like the Princess Diaries. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. I love the Princess Diaries. Yeah. Not because I'm a princess or anything. No. <laughs> it's not like you were a TRR or anything. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's really that's really amazing that that she did that. Mm-hmm. That she it really shows the mentorship of the organization, the program that um, someone who's in her twenties spends times with teens telling them about her experiences and really having that that heart to heart. A moment with those girls and spending her night somewhere she's never been with strangers. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, you know, that's just something that I see that's very admirable about our title holders. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, there's a sense of community internally mm-hmm. between winners and other contestants and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Once you are crowned a winner, yes. no matter what level you're at, what are some of the tasks or duties that might be that might fall upon you for you to carry out? Yeah. So uh, when I was Miss Mid Michigan, um, I continued my continued my work in my community. So I'm actually a board member for a local nonprofit organization um, called Rochester's Outreach and Charity for Kids. Uh, so I do a lot of their social media work. Um, I have a background in filmmaking um, and just public speaking in general. So Mm -hmm. I do a lot of their media work. Um, Actually, last year we put on our annual Rock the Prom event where we collected almost a thousand gowns for uh, girls in need in the Tri-County area. Um, And I actually connected with Dina Sanafani on Fox 2 and we were able to do an uh, on-camera interview about our uh, event. And I had a couple of my friends put on the dresses, come on on air and do a fashion show. So that was something that I will never forget, honestly, mm-hmm. being on air. That was that was that was heavy. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was just uh, when you have the title, you can use that crown as a speaker. I, I mean, just as a, someone walking by, it's it's hard for people to pay attention to what you have to say. But when, when they're wearing a sparkly crown, they're like, <laughs> hey, what has she got to say? You know, uh, <laughs> as much as I would prefer wearing uh, all black, I do have mm-hmm. my my times wearing the pretty dress. So <laughs> what colors are the pretty dresses? Um, my dress uh, last year was a black velvet dress <laughs> <laughs> on stage. Um, I don't like anything too fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, I would say my style is more classic. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, my, my dress for talent was actually a red 
dress. He was a huge ball gown, and I like to stick to that traditional look with wow. um, opera. I, I really love the the flowing, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. You, I'm trying to, trying to paint this picture for you, but yeah. it's, it's not coming out. It's too early. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I was a teen, I, I, I sang a Think of Me from Phantom of the Opera. That's probably my favorite favorite Whoa. piece to sing and I wore a white ball gown I wore gloves and those 90 seconds on stage performing something that I love to do is something I will never forget it's something that I I cherish when I walk on uh, my grandparents come every time I'm performing they don't miss a performance they live for the singing mm-hmm. they love it and being able to uh, perform my talent, I'm not. I'm not in theater anymore. When I graduated high school, I, I'm not able to, to really sing anymore. I mean, going mm-hmm. on the stage and being able to perform perform my talent, continue that even after high school is is rewarding. Now you have to have not only the training to do something like operatic singing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have the biology too. Mm-hmm. It's a lot goes into that. So not a lot of people can do it. Mm-hmm. But that being said, what are some of the other talents that you've seen in the competitions that you compete in? Do I just want to know not to put anyone down. I just want to know how they <laughs> compare to when you're on stage. Like, is oh, it like, gosh. oh, that's what she's doing after we saw the operatic singing? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> oh, I don't want to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I'm tuning it for you though. So just tell me who. Wh- just tell me what other acts that you've seen. Uh, I have a lot of friends who do a dance. We have lyrical, jazz dance. Mm-hmm. We, I actually have a friend who goes to Oakland University. Uh, my her name's Brooklyn. She does uh, jazz dance, and it's pretty oh. freaking amazing. She does. I should say flipping amazing because she does so many flips on stage. She she's amazing. Um, I have another friend who goes to Oakland. Her name's Erica. She does a, a musical theater, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty incredible. Um, we've had some baton twirlers. I've seen girls paint. I've seen girls. Uh, let's see what else do we do. We've seen some acting, um, poem reading, comedy. I mean anything. If you can dream it, you can do it. How often do we see any of these girls on a show like America's Got Talent? Do you think it's happened before? They... I'm sure it's happened. I'm not too familiar yeah. with, with girls who've done it at Miss right. uh, <laughs> I, It just I'm sounds like sure. it would correlate perfectly to that. If there, it's such a wide variety of talent going on mm-hmm. that somewhere, sometime, they, it's got to bleed over into a, a show like that. You know, I've had a, I have a friend um, who competed for the the teen program and actually won Miss Michigan's Outstanding Teen, um, and she's continuing her musical career in Nashville. Uh, so a lot of these this this ex- these experiences and the spotlight can actually kickstart you to a career later on, and that's something that I really cherish about the organization having that that network of people um, and that ability to showcase your talent. You said you're interested in public relations, and I want to go back to something that you said not too long ago, that you have a background somewhat in filmmaking. Yeah. Well, tell me more about this, because I myself am a filmmaker. I don't know if you know that. I've gone yeah, to the yeah, film festivals cool. locally and everything. Cool. So what kind of stuff have you been involved with? Uh, when I was in high school, I was a part of my uh, television production class. Um, it was probably one of my favorite classes, actually. Uh, I was exposed to a lot of equipment that I probably would have never saw before Mm -hmm. if I hadn't been a part of the group. Um, But I was able to really uh, expand my experience or my knowledge on 
technology, filmmaking, software programs, and I have it in my tool belt now going into my profession. So uh, I, most of the time I made feature videos. Um, I made a couple of public service announcements that won some awards. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Courageous Persuaders. Um, they're there are numerous contests mm -hmm. that you can win scholarship money for submitting uh, original video work for. So that's something that I immersed myself in in high school. Like you could find me at my computer with my headphones on, just editing away for hours, not even knowing that the day is over. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was it's something that it's, has definitely followed me uh, as my position as media director for my uh for Rocket, Rochester's Outreach and Charity for Kids, um, I actually made a commercial for our Rock the Prom event. I had a group of girls come together, um, meet up at a, a local studio, um, and we made a, a commercial for the event, and Fox 2 actually aired it. So that was crazy. Uh, they used it as their B-roll. Wow. And yeah, it's just it's nice to be able to have these skills so that when I walk into my career, I, I can say, you know, hey, I can do this. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Have me do this project. Exactly. So, yeah. You're lucky because when I was in my TV class, not to put my teacher down. I love my <laughs> teacher. He's actually my coworker now. Um, we were just making silly videos at the time. Uh, There's like, plenty of that. Trust me. Sure. But you also <laughs> were doing some serious work, as it sounds. I was just making parodies of the lonely island music videos <laughs> um and it's it's funny because now his class they actually do compete in the uh you know send stuff away they win student emmy awards and stuff like that and yeah. it's like i really missed out on that but no that's wonderful that you have uh that background mm -hmm. and i tell anyone who comes in here you're studying public relations it's great to have a background in as many different areas of media as you can mm -hmm. because we're in an age of convergence yeah. and the more that you can do the more marketable you make yourself so that's just wonderful yeah i i love it you know what i i thought that I was going to be a freelance videographer. I thought I was just going to be in the background. I mean, I'm fine with public speaking, obviously, mm -hmm. but um, I did really like that that background, that uh, filming, the editing portion especially. I loved it. I love editing. I it's it's so therapeutic. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I've I've sort of evolved into that public speaking. Uh, focus specifically, so I'm excited about the major. And it helped that you have the background in theater as well. Yeah, definitely. You did that all four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are really afraid of public speaking and it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's something you've got to learn or be bored. It's, you know, it, mm -hmm. you got to practice to yes. make sure that you're not uh, uncomfortable with yourself and hearing yourself speak. And, um, and it's just, it's something that you've got to learn. And I'm excited that I've, I had the Miss America organization to really teach me and polish me to get to this point. So that now that I'm interviewing for jobs and really trying to showcase my skills and that I'm more equipped. Mm -hmm. And it's a big part of learning in any type of situation is that you have to fail because you have to learn from that. Oh. And a lot of people are afraid of failing and that's why they, 
something like public speaking is something they never develop because they never mm-hmm. just go up there and do it. You know, yeah. you just got to start somewhere. For ha- sure. Ha- um, <laughs> have you had any um, failures <laughs> in public? <laughs> See, I had a feeling this question was coming. <laughs> oh my gosh, let me think. Anything about this cringeworthy that it's like I don't like to think. I mean, about this. I I don't know if I've had any in public. I guess luck has been on my side. Okay. Maybe I didn't just jinx that, um, <laughs> but. I uh, have had a couple atrocious Miss America interviews. I mean, I think we all have. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they're private with a panel of five people who you don't okay, know. Okay, so that's not open to the audience. <laughs> no, yeah. So okay. our interview is be, is behind closed doors. Nobody can hear it except for the judges and the mediator um, and sometimes the director. Uh, but I've had some pretty, like, oh my gosh, that is not what I meant to say. That. I sound so weird right now. And you you know, you get that feeling, you get that vibe when you come into an interview and you know what it's gonna be like. Um, and I really feel like it's it just depends because again, the girls you're competing with are extremely qualified. Any girl could, could to walk away with that title. Everyone has different experience, diversity of thought. So you just gotta be yourself, really know your stuff because most of the time girls get stumped on one the easy questions like describe yourself in three words or two political questions what is your opinion on gun control Mm -hmm. those are things you really gotta know and be prepared for so those are definitely times where i have stumbled um but i have learned to really do my research (laughs) beforehand um yeah Walk me through real quick uh, what your other titles. You said mid, Miss Miss Mid. I can't say. There's too many M's in that title. <laughs> I know, right? Time How do you do this, Miss Mid Michigan? You said you were Miss Oakland County. Yeah, Miss Oakland County. I've been Miss Great Lakes Outstanding Teen, and I actually was Miss Mid Michigan's Outstanding Teen. That was my first okay. ever title that I won as a teen, and so that's I find it so fitting that my first title that I won as a Miss contestant was Miss Mid Michigan under the same program. So that was really fun. Do you not have to be from the area that it's held in? That's a good question, actually. Uh, some of the pageants are open, meaning that any girl can compete with compete in them as long as they are they live in the state or they go to school uh, in the state uh, or work. Um, other pageants are closed, like Miss St. Clair Shores. Miss Oakland County is actually a closed mm-hmm. pageant. So if you go to school at Oakland University or you live in the area that can counts as Oakland County, you are eligible to compete for that pageant. Um, So that's the difference between open and closed. And how many times are you allowed? Did you compete in Miss Michigan twice because of that? I competed as a teen. I competed three times. I've competed in Miss Michigan once, but you can compete as many times as you want as long as you're eligible and as long as you haven't been another state title or Miss Michigan. So are you planning on competing again anytime soon? <laughs> I've had this question a couple of times. <laughs> I'm currently taking a break uh-huh. because I, you know, I really want to focus on school and sure. uh, community and just work, you know, got to save up that money. And how live. old are you right now? I am actually turning 20 next week. Okay. So, but you, that's actually still, you have plenty of time. Oh yeah, I've got plenty of time. I, I know a former Miss Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, 2012, Angela. Um, and yeah. I was looking at, you know, the list of forums, Michigan's, and I noticed that she was slightly older than what the average seems. She was 25 when she, mm. <laughs> which is so old. No, um, <laughs> but it's just saying you're, you're about to turn 20. You still have five years. Um, and that's like not out of 
the reach, I would say. So do you, do you, I know it's a loaded question. Do you see yourself ever like getting so close to like Miss Michigan? Do you have that hope and dream like, oh, one day I hope I actually can go to that Miss America pageant? I've had that dream for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite things to do is look at past uh, Miss America crownings from the 1940s, 1950s. It's so nostalgic being able to see this history. And I want to be a part of this organization and I want to really showcase uh, what I believe as a contestant and as a as a woman, uh, and really be that mentor to the thousands of other girls who could have potential for competing for the organization too. I really look up to these girls. Uh, and you know, thinking about the age gap, uh, sometimes that can be a deterrent. You mm-hmm. know, I came in my first year ever competing. I was 19 years old, fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. first year of college. And I was competing against girls who have completed their bachelor's degree, going on to their master's. Wow. And that can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. My roommate, actually, Emily Sioma, our current Miss Michigan, she won that year. And she, she graduated from University of Michigan. She competed at Miss Michigan numerous times before me. And that, and that can be intimidating. Although it's definitely not my personality to really be intimidated more. I admire her, Mm -hmm. definitely. Like, Emily is an incredible girl. I am so happy that she won Miss Michigan. I actually was standing behind her when she won. So... And honestly, I'm glad she blocked my face because I was probably (laughs) making this ugly face because I was so happy for her. But, you know, that difference in age can really life experience like these girls are have experienced way more things than I have just because they've been around longer (laughs) so uh definitely the the girls who win Miss Michigan tend to be older um not saying that that's not yeah that girls younger can't what general age is that we've seen a lot of girls um 23, 24, 25, but mm-hmm. we've also had Miss Americas who are 18 years old. So, Whoa. I mean, it's about the person. It's about what you put in to <laughs> yourself, uh, just how you prepare. So, Gosh, how can an 18-year-old handle that pressure? You know, oh that was gosh. controversy at the time. How, how, many t- how often does this happen, 18 years old? You know, I'm not sure how often it happens. Pretty rarely, I would believe. Okay. So it's usually early, mid-20s. Yeah. Okay. Usually. Not to say that anyone else can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I'm 20. I mean, I want to be able to exactly. have just as much of a chance as the other girls. Uh, so, yeah. Do you want to sum up in any way why you think it's important for a young woman to compete in a Miss America pageant? I think it's important to recognize how what a uh, resource it is. Not only have I uh, attained a enormous group of friends, honestly, I could call them family at this point. I mentors a network of people who can help me with interview, with uh, applying for jobs, um, and it is honestly a huge financial resource as well. Coming into 
enormous college debt it's it's helpful <laughs> to have a a uh, couple hundred bucks to be able to buy my books yeah. you know it's in the miss america miss america she gets 50 grand to pay for her schooling uh miss michigan walks away with a couple grand too and that's that says a lot i mean there are a lot of people struggling to pay for college at this point in time and it's it's important to know all your resources and so by Turning away from the organization simply because of the stigma of the the stereotypes, you're turning away from opportunity to pay for school, better yourself as a person, and make incredible friendships. Mm -hmm. I also get the feeling that there might be uh, young women out there that are afraid to not just um, about what's said in media, but also they're maybe afraid that the girls will be snobby towards each other. And it sounds like that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've heard that a lot. People are like, you know, uh, you're competing against another girl. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. I have so much fun when I'm at Miss Michigan. Honestly, we have so much fun. And it's it's not even about who wins and who doesn't. I mean, I just told you when my, my roommate won Miss Michigan, I was ecstatic. Mm -hmm. I probably was more excited than she was. Uh, but uh, the snobbiness really doesn't exist as long as you surround yourself with the, with people who have the same values as you. Um, I think you're set. Just <laughs> mm -hmm. have, maintain that genuine friendship and you should be set. And I think that comes with any organization or any group of people. There's always going to be bad vibes, but it's up to you to make those connections. So bottom line, it's not about objectifying or drama or anything like that. It's about mm -hmm. empowering each other. Of course. Even if we weren't involved in the Miss America organization, I right. empower my, my friends. I mean, I'm part of Phi Sigma Sigma here at Oakland University, and anytime anyone does anything, we're like, sister, yes! And it's the same way with the Miss America organization. We're a sisterhood. Kristen, it was wonderful talking to you. I'm glad Chowning <laughs> made the connection for us. It was glad. Um, I'm glad I could be here. Thanks I know. For me. <laughs> Before we go, uh, do you have any social media or a website you want people to know about? Oh, let's see here. Uh, well, follow my nonprofit page. We are Rochester's Outreach and Charity for Kids. Um, I also have a personal uh, Instagram account, kpenro7. I can uh, probably let you know the spelling. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Follow me. I'd love to hear from from you guys. And last thing, do you think, I don't know if you do this, but do you have like a wave or something? Is, is that taught or? <laughs> oh gosh, are we going, didn't we just have this conversation? Oh my gosh. <sighs> I figured I'd ask. All right. <laughs> this is it? <laughs> Adios. Did that's all it is? <laughs> no, I'm usually in parades or whatever. I'm like, hey, what's up? Right. <laughs> so no waving. I, I guess no I'll waving. like this. I can is wave. the wave an old thing now? The wave is an old thing. I think it's time to say goodbye to the wave. All right. Well, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> See ya.